0: discipleship offering brother Wayne could you pick up our discipleship offering for us thank you sir amen as brother Wayne passed by if you have to give please give if you need a lesson we still have some here amen we've been talking amen about the attitudes, and uh in Matthew chapter 5 amen when Jesus was set amen he uh called his disciples unto them and he began to teach unto them and he said blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven Amen. Blessed are they that mourn, but they shall be comforted. Last week we was talking about mourning. We was talking about being comforted in the Lord. Amen. Repentance is so true. When we recognize our sins, and that's what God is wanting more than anything. He wants us to be able to see for ourselves those things that are not like Him so that we can convert. Amen. The psalmist says in Psalms 19 verse 7, he says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimonies of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord are pure and light in the eye. The fear of the Lord is clean and doing forever. And the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. God wants us to be able to see for ourselves that. He has our best interests at heart, and he has gone to prepare a place for us, and he's coming back again for us. And so he's trying to teach here uh, to the uh, people and the disciples this, this time the 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 kingdom of God, should I put it that way? And we know that a parable is always an earthly story, but it has an earth, heavenly meaning. And that's what Jesus was trying to focus on more than anything, is to get them to see through his teachings that there's something better for you. And if we follow him, we will move on into that perfection and have those things that he desires for us. As Paul says, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither had it entered into the hearts of men the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But he has revealed it to us by his spirit. And so this is why we walk in the Spirit and not according to our flesh. Amen. God wants us to grow. He wants us to mature and have a clear understanding of Him. So today we want to go to number three. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Meekness marked the birth of the new spirit. Amen. Now, if you notice the other two, they started out, we talked about humility. The Bible tells us to humble ourselves and God will exalt us. You know, humility is, is no more than not thinking so great of yourself, you know, uh, thinking you, uh, the best things that's like bread and bubble gum and stuff. And, you know, you want to be on an evil and kill, you know, you don't want to, to present yourself in such a prideful matter. You want to walk humbly before the Lord. Amen. Uh, and so, and like last week, repentance, you know, godly sorrow, work repentance to salvation. When you reveal, you when God shows you your sins and you're really sorry for them, you don't just go back and do those things again. You know, we need to make sure that we practice as we've been studying on Wednesday night is to be an overcomer of these things. So, blessed are the meek. In other words, blessed are the patients. <laughs> those that are patient. You know people don't seem to have a lot of patience, you know people get upset about everything today's world we see a lot of things uh, road rage and everything else you know uh people drive through the drive through and you know it, the world begins to come up with all these fast food places and drive through the drive through so you don't have to go in to 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 meet people and and stand in line so you drive through and then people get in the drive through Then they get angry because the drive-through line is long. (laughs) <laughs> you know, uh, you know, there's been times I've been in the drive through line and I says, you know, I probably should have just went inside. I could have gotten what I wanted quicker and then gone. You know. Especially, you know, somebody come from work and they got their car and they they got ten or fifteen orders, you know, and the and the gal with the headset is trying to hear what they're saying and and then they got to make sure everything is right because they don't want to get back to the office and make sure you got the wrong stuff, you know, and all that. So yeah. meet the deal with patience amen and the reception of injuries amen when someone does you wrong do you have the patience to wait on god you know this is what we have to get used to uh, is waiting on god jesus says in matthew 11 29 that come unto me O ye that are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn of me because I am meek and lowly in heart and you shall find rest unto your soul for my yoke is easy and my burdens are light amen so Jesus are meek here he's he's patient he's the bible says he's not willing that any should perish But he's what? Long-suffering towards us. God gives us all chances to get it right. You know, he realized, as the scripture says, that we're not but flesh. Amen. So God gives us an opportunity. He's patient towards us, not willing that we should perish, but that all should come to repentance. A lot of times when... You know, people says things against us, or, or or try to get over on us, or whatever. It's easy to get angry. And one of the things about anger, if it goes unchecked, it can destroy you, just like cancer or any other disease. And so we have to learn how to not get angry. The Bible tells us throughout Proverbs, you know, if you read Proverbs, it's always talking about anger, you know. So I guess Solomon must have got angry a lot or whatever, you know. But, you know, it tells us not to be angry, be angry and sin not. And so, therefore, we have to learn patience in all these things uh, that we face. We know, as children of God, he did not promise us a rose garden. And even if he did, there'd be some thorns and pricks. So, therefore, we have to learn how to be patient and wait on God. That This is why Peter tells us in 1 Peter 4.12, he says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fire trials, which is going to try you, all right? You know, tribulations just seem to be that pathway that we're going to, sooner or later, going to have to walk down it. You know, you're not going to get to heaven without going through some trials, some circumstances, some tribulations, some things are going to come. But you have to learn how to be patient and wait on the Lord. So Peter says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the five trials, which is to try you, as though some strange thing has happened unto you. He says, But rejoice and that you are becoming a partaker of Christ's suffering. Amen. See, so you have to learn how to be patient. And wait. And the way you do this, Jesus has already given us the answer, right? He says, take my yoke upon you. In other words, link up with Him. Let him put his arm around you. In, in, in the olden days, a yoke, uh, if you ever seen a yoke, it had two cutouts and usually there was two oxes or two animals and one fit over this animal and the one fit over this animal and they hooked up and they pulled together. You know, and a lot of times the younger animal, you know, would, the, the bigger ox would always be doing the work. The little one was just there to learn it. And so that's what we are to do is and we, we link up with Jesus, he's going to do all the work. We're going to just walk along beside him and learn. So we have to be patient in this learning process. So we link up with him. Amen. Because we want him to take care of the circumstances and the situations that we face. So learn in patience here. Amen. Romans 12, verse 19. Amen. The Lord uh, Paul, right into the church at Rome, here in Romans twelve nineteen. if you want to go there, Romans 12, verse 19, okay, you got it? I thought she was going to put it up there for you, but, (laughs) amen. All right, we there? Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. You know, leave some room open. Amen. Why? For it is written vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. So you've got to give God a chance to work. The Bible says he'll work, but who will let? Will you let God take care of your problems for you? I think throughout Scripture he tells us in Peter, you know, Peter says, cast all your cares upon the Lord. Why? Why? Because He careth for you, First Peter 5. Amen. Verse uh, 6 and 7 there. Amen. Cast your cares on the Lord. Don't take matters into your own hands. Amen. Give God a chance. Don't get angry with people. Amen. Because if you do, you're not going to inherit the earth. And we'll talk a little bit more about inheriting the earth. Amen. Here in a few minutes. Meekness always, when you're patient, it produces peace. It is proof of true greatness of the soul, the mind, the thoughts, the intellect. It comes from a heart too great to be moved with little insults. Amen. Don't let people insult you. Don't let what people say uh, make you angry. If I got mad at people every time they called me names and said all kinds of things evil against me falsely, man, I would be gone pew crazy. But I have to learn patience, and I have to pray for them. Amen. You should look at when people insult you, when people say things bad and evil against you falsely, you should just say, God, please bless them. Pray for them. That's why the Bible says, pray for them which despitefully use you. Amen. Pray for them. Because they don't know. See? But if you let them get under your skin, you know, you're going to lose out. So this is why Jesus is trying to get us to be meek and patient and wait upon Him. Amen. He that is constantly ruffled that suffers every little insult or injury that is thrown at him to throw him off guard, amen, raising up a storm, amen, it's going to lose out. Because that's what the enemy wants. Because as soon as you blow up, the first thing he says is, you, Ha! I thought you was a Christian. You ain't like Jesus. You know? That's what he wants. He wants you to go crazy and get angry and mad like everybody else. You know, but you have to learn patience. Amen. Don't get bent out of shape on every little small thing. Give God a chance to work. Amen. Amen. Because if you keep getting ruffled and everything, you ever seen those waves in the sea? You'll be up. You'll be down. you be up. you be down. And then Peter said, I can't sleep at night. I, uh, I, I can't sleep. I'm just so troubled. Hello. He gives his, his beloved rest. <laughs> Amen. So we have to learn patience. Ephesians 4.31, Paul tells us to put away some things out of our lives. And one of those things he tells us to put away is what? Malice. Don't try to get even. Amen. Get rid of it. Amen. Paul goes on in Romans 5. Go to Romans 5, chapter 5, verse 1 through 5. Chapter 1, verse 5. Amen. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ notice you, you got a lot of peace how, how strong is your peace should be overflowing right you know if you ever read Philippians what Paul says I've learned <laughs> you know I think Paul learned so many things you ever read you know, you know when you read Paul's letters he's constantly saying, I learn I learn I learn you know why he learned so many things he was getting his head rocked all the time <laughs> you know he was going through so much stuff. He was even in jail, he was being beaten, he was going through so much stuff. So Paul had to learn some stuff, you know. He had to learn how to trust on God, trust God. He had to learn how to walk patiently before God, you know. And so here, right of Paul, right into the church at Rome, he says, Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God our Lord Jesus Christ. And not only so, by whom also we have access by faith into the grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Amen. Verse, and not only so, but we glory in huh. Huh. How many of you just get excited and lift your hands and do a Holy Ghost dance every time you've got troubles coming? Every time tribulations and afflictions and all this stuff is coming, you just go crazy, dance and praise God, thanking Him. Huh? How do you go? woe is me, <laughs> for I am undone. <laughs> Amen. We glory in tribulations. You are new creature now in Christ. So whatever you're going through, you've got exceeding precious promises. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. I'm as close as the mention of my name. We're yoked up with him. He's right there beside you. He's taking care of everything that I'm going through. Amen. I'm walking with him. I'm holding... He's holding my hand. Should I put it that way? You know that poem where you, you about the footprints and the guy says, you know, uh, what, what happened when I... Uh, I only saw one set of footprints. We saw two before. He said, oh, I'm just carrying you. <laughs> you know, and that's why. You know, we have to learn how to glory in these things that because that teaches us patience. Tribulations, amen, knowing that tribulation is working patience, amen, It's teaching us how to wait upon God. It's teaching us that when we are going through things, it's building our character to believe and trust in Him. This is why Isaiah 41, 3, 1, 2, 3 says, When you pass through the rivers, it's not going to overflow you. When you go through the waters, it's not going to, you know, you're not going to drown. I and mean, in the five trials, you're not going to burn. Amen? Just hang in. Does Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego burn? No, you aren't either. Amen. Did the children of Israel drown in the Red Sea? No. Pharaoh did. (laughs) But not them. All these things are examples for you and I. Amen. You're not going under. You just have to learn patience. Tribulations, work in patience, patience, experience, experience, hope. And hope make us not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our lives by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. So God's love is shed abroad in you. Amen. By the Holy Ghost. He's he's here is love, John says. Amen. He loves you. He's not gonna leave you. First Corinthians thirteen five. Love does not behave itself unseemly. Amen. Notice, it doesn't behave unseemly. You've got the love of God in you. Amen. It doesn't act foolish. It learns how to wait. It's not unseemly. Amen. It, it seeks not its own. It's not easily provoked. If you say, I got the love of God in you, insults don't bother you. These things don't, they don't, they don't bother you if you've got the love of God in you. What are you getting upset for? You know? Learn some things here. Amen. Learn patience. Learn how to wait upon God. Amen. Isaiah told us in Isaiah 26, 3, what? He will keep you in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed upon him because you trust him. Trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord Jehovah is an everlasting strength. Amen. So meekness is designed to bring that peace and patience that we need in our lives. Amen. So that we can inherit The earth, amen, it is a mark of that new birth experience that you have encountered and has gone through, amen. Jesus also points out that the abundance of spiritual good, which was provided for men in the gospel, besides Canaan, was a type of the kingdom of God. When they was coming out of the world, it was a type and shadow of us today, of our new birth experience. Coming out and being led to the promised land here. And so we have to realize this. David tells us in Psalms 24.1, he says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Amen. So Canaan was seen by the Jews as the promised lands. The Jews would have known what Jesus was talking about when he was getting to say about the inheritance of the earth. In Luke twenty one nineteen, Luke twenty one nineteen, Jesus tell us here in your patience possess ye your souls. Notice in your patience. So is he trying to show us that if we're not patient we can lose our soul? Hmm. Now John also writes in, in third John he says, I pray that you prosper as your soul prospers. So if I lose my soul, I lose my mind. <laughs> Think about it from this standpoint, because that's what the soul is. It's your heart, your mind, your thoughts, your intellects, and all these things. That's, the, that's what it's referring to when it's, it's that inner man, the soul. Though the outward man perishes, the inward man is renewed day by day. So if I keep losing my mind, what, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> I'll fall off the cliff, right? So in your patience... Amen. Possess your soul. Keep your mind. Keep your heart. Because as long as I'm patient and I don't get upset about things and I'm waiting on God, it gives me the ability to stay focused. See? And I can see clearly what I am doing. Because when my mind is all combobrated and out of whack, because I'm not patient, I'm going off the handle about everything... I can't see and operate right. See? And usually what happens when people are not patient, they make wrong decisions, they make wrong choices, you know, they run headlong into debt or whatever, and as a result, they wind up losing out. See? As a Christian, you should be patient. You should have peace constantly about what is going on around you. See, this is what God is trying to get us to see here. You've got to learn how to be patient and not get upset over every little detail that comes your way. You know, tribulation, trial, sickness, whatever. You know, we got to learn how to wait. You know, you're not the first one to go through it. Go to 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 11, verse 24 through uh, 29. You think you got problems? Let's see if, if anybody else got any. Second Corinthians chapter eleven, verse twenty-four. Amen. Of the Jews five times received thy forty stripes, save one. Anybody ever been beat five times? <laughs> you think you could handle it? Forty stripes laid one. They say now, I don't know this to be true or not, but they say that forty stripes was the death penalty. So Paul says thirty-nine save one. In other words, they didn't give him the death penalty. <laughs> Can you handle that five times? And there wasn't no easy beatings. They held your hands up, they really wore you all You seen the pictures what Jesus looked like. So you can imagine Paul going through the same thing, you know, going in a bit as of a dungeon. He says, three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Anybody ever had your head rocked? I mean, when we was kids, man, we'd throw rocks at each other. I've been hitting the head with a rock, but not like probably him. You know, they, they use boulders, man. These big rocks, boom, you know. You go to the Middle East. As a matter of fact, one of the tour groups that was uh, that was in Israel, and somebody threw some rocks across the wall and hit one of the ladies and man, put a big gash in her head. That she had to go to the doctor while she was there. You know, once was I stoned, twice, thrice, three times. It's such a shipwreck. Anybody been in a ship that's wrecked. You, you're in the navy. Your ship, man. What did we? I can only imagine the chaos out there if one of those ships got hit like that. What was the one that got hit that with the missile and you know and the response yeah the US coal, yeah. So if I'm ever shipwrecked one time, rest assured, that ends my journey on ships. <laughs> I I ain't going on no more ships (laughs) you know I'm going to learn my patience right on the shore y'all need no more training that would be enough for me (laughs) notice three times he was shipwrecked a night and a day he's been in the deep and journeying often and dangers of water and dangers of robbers and dangers of my own countrymen, and dangers of the heathen, and danger in the city, and danger in the wilderness, and danger in the sea, and danger among false brethren, and weariness, and painfulness, and watching often, and hungering, and thirst, and fasting often, and cold, and nakedness. Beside those things which are without, which come upon me daily, the care of all the church. He went through all of this just for the church. think about that who is weak and I'm not weak who is offended and I'm not burned if I need glory I guess I'll just have the glory in this Paul says in verse 30 amen (laughs) glory in my affirmations yes sir (laughs) amen notice all of this he's gone through you know, and look what he says in Acts 20, 24. Acts chapter 20, verse 24. Oh, my, where did the time go so fast? But none of these things moved me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy. And the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify of the gospel of the grace of God. Talking about patience. He went through all that just so he could tell people about Jesus. Amen. He could have, he could have said, that's enough of this, man. I am not. I don't care if these guys ever get saved. You know? But no, he was patient. He learned how to wait on God. And so God tell us, in your patience possess you your soul. Amen. And as you are persevering, as you continue on, learn how to wait upon God. Learn how to trust God. Don't lean to your own understanding. And all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. Jesus says in, in Luke chapter 6, verse 29, He says, If they smack you on the right cheek, Turn your left. If he asks you to go a mile, walk too. And if he takes your cloak, give him your coat as well. Give him your robe too. Amen. You know, patience here. Because it's all the mark of a new birth. And Numbers 12, verse 3. Numbers 12, verse 3. It tells us that Moses was what? Was very meek above all the men which was upon the face of the earth. Notice the most very meek man. He was patient. My goodness, you ever read the the, the Pentateuch <laughs> you don't think I would have probably reached out and touched somebody like Mabel? You know, think about Moses, how meek he was every time they came against him. What did he do? He fell on his face before God, you know. And when God says, Moses, get out of the way. I'm going to smack them all, and I'll give you some new ones. And Moses says, nope. He says, if you're going to take them out, you're going to have to take me out too. My goodness. He was meek. He was patient with the people. He was so patient with them. When they would do wrong, he was patient. You know, when they accused him, he was patient. Amen. And he is listed as the most meekest man. Amen. That they was. Praise God. And this is the attitude we have to to have as in the church. We can't allow people to get to us to make us mad. Now, we know close to the end of Moses' journey, he, he really did. They got to him. You know, God told him to speak to the rock, and he took the stick and smoked the rock. You know, and then God says, "Now nah, you're not going to lead my people into the promised land. It didn't mean that Moses didn't go in. And, you know, because he was able to, you know, you see him on the Mount of Transfiguration, you know, he, he just didn't lead them into the promised land. God says, no, I better get him out of the way now because he's getting old and he's probably going to start doing, <laughs> knocking them upside the head with his pole here pretty soon. So, and usually that's what happens. That's usually a time to change the leadership. <laughs> <laughs> because you're starting to lose your patience and stuff when you get old. Amen. But he was very meek. Amen. Psalms 22, 26 says, The meek shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord that seek him. The meek. Amen. Psalms 22, 26. The meek shall eat and be satisfied. Amen. Just wait. I've been young and I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor is he begging bread. Amen. The Bible says, don't worry about what you're going to eat or what you're going to Jesus said, don't worry in Matthew 6. He says, don't worry about what you're going to eat or what you're going to wear and all this. He says, your father already knows you have need of these things. But just seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. So the, the meek, the patient, you don't have to worry about what you're going to eat. If you don't have any food, I guarantee you somebody's going to show up. Amen. If God can take a raven and feed a man by the brook, every day He can take care of you. Amen. It's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So don't fret. Don't fear. Don't think you don't have enough. You know, if, if, you, if you think you need a whole lot... You' gonna lose your patience. See, we brought we know the scripture says we brought nothing in the world, right? You ain't going out of here with nothing. You came in your birthday suit. You are going out in your birthday suit. You know that's why I tell my family bury me in dress blues and tennis shoes. You know, because that's right. <laughs> Yeah. So you know we have to learn to be meek here. Psalms thirty-seven eleven. Um, Psalms 37 and 11. But the meek shall inherit the earth. Wow, where have we heard that before? <laughs> See, this is like Psalm 37 and 11. See, that's why Jesus says, I didn't come to destroy the law and the prophets. I came to fulfill it. So when he's teaching, he's just teaching what has already been written about him. See? This is why he told them in Luke 24, he start at the law of Moses and at the Psalms and the prophets, the things concerning himself. So here, all he's doing here is he's just quoting Old Testament scriptures on the mount as he's teaching the Beatitudes. He's trying to show them, amen, what they should have already known from the beginning. So the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Come on. I am calm that you might have life and that more abundantly. When you're patient, you're going to have an abundance of peace. Say, Let them act crazy. Not you. You know? I want to be at... I don't want to allow people to take my peace, you know, away from me. I want to be calm. I want to be serene. I want to, to be in this, what's that, what's that, that, that poem, God grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change. And how does it go? Praise God. You're smart and you didn't even know it. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Amen. That's what I want. I want that peace. Abundance of peace. Could you use a whole lot of peace? Think about it. But that's what he's saying. If we're meek, we're going to have abundance of peace. See? This is what God desires of us. Amen. Amen. The meek is led by the spirit of temperance. See? That's why Proverbs twenty-five twenty-eight says, He that hath no rule... Over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. Proverbs 25, 28. Yeah, he that have no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. See, as we've been talking about Wednesday night, overcoming self, you know, you've got to control you. The spirit leads and guides you. You know. You're you're not to fly off the handle at every little thing. Could you imagine if Jesus would have flew off the handle every time they came to try to trip him up and, you know, and do stuff against him? Uh, But I have given you, he said, an example that you should do as I have done unto you. So we have to learn this patience, Amen. Amen. As you are persevering, as you are continuing on constantly and instantly, amen, in your walk with God, you want to make sure that you do not lose your patience. Amen. In your patience, possess you your soul. Meekness promotes good health. Think about it. Patience promotes good health. You know, because you You know, one of the things they say that people are so distressed and stuff because they ain't patient. And so as they're running off the handle, they're just stressing themselves out more and more and more and more. Jesus says you can't change one hair color on your head. (laughs) You know, you can't do it. See? (laughs) Say what? What? You can change it, but it's still going to be the same. <laughs> you know, think about this. You know, He wants us to be patient. Amen. It promotes wealth. It promotes comfort. It promotes safety. Amen. In this world. Amen. And so patience in our tribulations. Psalms 34, 19 says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But out of them all the Lord delivered us. Amen. He will deliver us out of these things. And Jesus tell us, amen, in Luke John 16:33, amen. He says that he has overcome the world. In the world you shall have what? Tribulations. But be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. And you shall overcome also. Amen. In the world, amen, he says he wants you to have peace. When he walked through the wall, the first thing he says, my peace I'll give to you. My peace i leave with you. Not as the world give it, but I give unto you. Amen. Paul goes on to tell us in 2 Corinthians 12, 7-9, he says, when I am weak, I'm strong. Amen. He says, I sought the Lord three times to take this thorn from my flesh. And what did God tell him? My grace. Is sufficient for you in Second Corinthians 12, verse 7 through 9. My grace is sufficient for you. Revelation chapter 2, verse 8 through 10. Revelation 2. And unto the angel of the church in Smyrna write, These things says the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. I know thy works and your tribulations. God says, I know what you're going through and your poverty. He says, You think you're poor. You don't think you got enough. But you're rich. If you have God, if you've got the Holy Ghost, if you've been baptized in Jesus' name, you are rich. Because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. Everything is his, it's yours. You're his kid. You're an inheritance, inheritee, should I say, of the inheritance. You're rich. So stop worrying about stuff. <laughs> Amen. You are rich. And I know the blasphemy of them, say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of God of Satan. Jesus knows whose is his. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that you may be tried, and you shall have tribulation ten days. Can you endure ten? (laughs) But (laughs) can you hang out out ten days going through stuff? I guarantee you're going to need some patience, aren't you? Amen. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give you a crown of life. Notice. Just hang in there. Amen. Become a punching bag. (laughs) Amen. But you can make it. You can make it. It's here. It's in your mind, in your thinking. Lean not to your own understanding. and all your ways, acknowledge Him. Grab the Word of God so that you don't sin against God. Amen. The word of God is quick, is powerful, is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividers of under. Amen. So you're gonna go through things in your life, but those tribulations, as we already seen, works patience. Amen. And those patience give you some experience. You need to go through some things so that when you're coming through it again, you know how you got through it the last time, and you've got some experience, and it gives you hope. You can say, well, I've been this way before, you know, and so uh, God brought me through the last one. He'll bring me through the next one and, uh, and increase my faith. Amen. You know, don't ever associate meekness with weakness at all because patience and meekness is strength. Amen. It makes you strong. Amen. You are strong in the Lord. Amen. The ancient Greeks employed the term meek like being a tame horse to a bridle, they say. Amen. A wild horse that was gone crazy, now, when he put that bridle on him, after he's been broken, he's tame. You can ride him anywhere you want to. That's how they seek it, look at meekness, is now you are tamed. Amen. Your mind is stayed upon Christ. You don't just run rampant, you know, and stuff. You you stay firm. Amen. Look at Jeremiah 12, 5. Jeremiah 12, 5. Notice what Jeremiah says. He says, if thou has ran with footmen, and they've wearied you, you got it? Jeremiah 12, 5. If thou hast run with footmen, and they wearied thee, how are you going to hang out with horses? Amen. If thou in the land of peace, wherein thou trust, they wearied thee, what are you going to do in the swelling of the Jordan? When it really gets high, when the waters get tough, when the depressions get hard, when things start rising up against you, you know? What does what does Ecclesiastes say? If the spirit of the ruler rises up against you, don't leave your place. Hang in there. Amen. Because the offenses will pacify anger. Amen. In other words, you stay right there. Be patient and wait on God. If your boss gets mad at you, your boss go off the deep end, you be patient. Don't take matters into your own hand. Don't quit. Just wait out. You know, just take it to the Lord. Give God a chance to fix it. Amen. He will bring you into that peace. Amen. I remember a friend of mine, and, you know, he was pending an Article 15 because right when the army had started to come out with the night vision goggles and... One of his squad members lost theirs. And when they turned in the report, they had turned in that they had everything. And come find out they was missing a set. And so they was bringing him up on charges of an Article 15. And he knew he had did nothing wrong. Amen. But And he stayed patient. I mean, he came to church. You would not have known that he was going through anything in his life. He worshipped God. He preached. He taught. He led worship. He did everything just like he did before. The only people that knew what he was going through was me and the pastor. I mean, you would have never known that he had a problem in his life because he was patient. And I mean, and they dropped the charges against him because they found the, the, the items. They went back out to the field where they were and they found them. You know, and was able to get it back. But, you know, he could have went off the, you know, just got mad because and said, you know, you're charging me falsely and everything else and stuff. He let the process flow just like it was supposed to. And he went on, retired from the military, was a master sergeant, you know. Still serving God, doing great today. You know. And every time I see him, I says, man, you taught me a lesson because I was a new convert at the time. I was a brand new convert when he went through that. That could have that could have blew me away. You know? But he was so patient and waited on God. Man. And that's what we have to learn, Amen. Is how to wait on a tribulations work patience. Amen. Well. Revelation twenty one. I'm going to finish up here. I I know uh I got rambling here. Amen. Revelation twenty one, verse one through five. John says. Now it came to pass, Revelation, (laughs) Revelation chapter 21, thank you, Sister Miller, (laughs) there we go, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth, the Greek word there for earth is gehe, which is the same Greek word that Jesus used on the mount, when he says, you shall inherit The earth, he's referring to a new country and a new place and a new land, which is heaven. So when you're patient, this is what Jesus says: you won't lose your soul; you will inherit this new land. When you look at Hebrews 11, when God called Abraham, the Bible says, "Amen," that they sojourn in the land of promise. They was looking for another country because if they had been mindful of the country which they came out of they would have had opportunity to go back but now they seek for a better country that is a heavenly where god is not ashamed to be called their god so what jesus is saying to you and i is when in our patience we can possess heaven that new land that new country That new earth. See, Canaan represented to them the new promise, the new earth, the new place that they was going. And so you and I, we're going to a better place. We're going to a new city, that new Jerusalem here. So notice what he says. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, and the first heaven and the first earth was passed away, and there was no more sea, verse 2. And I, John, saw that what? The holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Verse 3. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Verse 4. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Verse 5. And he said that. Upon the throne, behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Right, for these words are faithful, and they are true, are true and faithful. Amen. So the meek shall inherit that new Jerusalem, that new city, that new country where no more pain, no more sorrow. So in your patience, possess ye your soul. Amen. Praise God. Amen. All right, let's take a break. I saw it took five of you minutes.